0: What is going on everybody welcome to another episode of the all in man cave podcast. I am your host You know me, but just in case you don't Cole hate It is a chilly day in pennsylvania. It is awful out there I remember back when I was a kid my mom when I was a very small kid uh, used to tell me uh, make sure you put your your jacket on it's it's a bit breezy out there i understand exactly what she was saying now even though back then i never wanted to listen to her but it is a cold day in pennsylvania this is the week 11 preview episode we are going to get into all the, the games on the sunday slate including but not limited to the monday night football game I did recently just make a Twitter, didn't even know I currently had one, but uh, went through, deleted all the tweets from 2011, which uh, it was a decade ago, which was kind of crazy. Kind of kind of cool to look back at all those tweets that I have no idea what they meant at the time a decade ago, but went through, deleted it, made stuff, um, started tweeting. Uh, so just check it out. I will put the, uh, the at in the episode Info for this exact episode also if for any of you that see the Facebook posts I post uh, for when the new podcasts are released uh, and the link for those podcasts I will throw the the at in there as well uh, tweet at me ask me any questions uh, anything you want that, I, that you want me to read on the podcast I am more than willing to do so as well as feedback. So, thanks, guys. I appreciate it in advance. Uh, we will get to the parlay. We're going back to a six legger for the EK parlay, sponsored by my man, my coworker, my friend, Emmanuel Cadane. Uh, we've got a six leg parlay for you guys this week. I will unveil that when we get to the end of the episode. However, let's get right into the Sunday slate. First game on the docket the Saints are at the Eagles. Uh, basically the biggest part of this football game that I'm going to be taking a look at is the defenses. Uh, The Philadelphia Eagles have a lot of things about their team that are underrated. Uh, Number one, their defense uh, has been playing amazing the last few weeks. They've They've snuck out some victories. They've played well. Jalen Hurts needs to continue his good play. We'll see if he can do that against a pretty stout defense on the other side of the football with the New Orleans Saints. Sean Payton's an amazing head coach. It's not, it's not, it doesn't take a genius to figure that out. He's been able to coach his team to a winning record, even with all the injuries, even with all of the things they lost in free agency that they had to give up because they were so close to that cap. So it's going to be a good game to watch. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, One thing I want to bring to your guys' attention is it's a very sneaky Philadelphia rushing offense. They've 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 run up the up the list the last few weeks, especially not to mention possibly even longer than that. Uh, their rushing offense is pretty good. I like it. The threat of Jalen Hurts, the fact that they're running these counters in the middle middle of the field with multiple running backs, and Jalen Hurts has been able to roll to his right where he is the best and complete passes, especially to Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith. Now, if they want to make a move. Uh, towards the playoffs slash getting close to the playoffs, I've mentioned multiple times already, they have a very easy schedule. And by very easy, I mean very easy. By playing with Washington football team twice still, they got the Giants twice still, uh, they, they got to play the Jets. So it's 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 a very easy schedule, so they need to just take care of business. Uh, And they should be able to make a push in the NFC because the NFC is very bunched together. Uh, And pretty soon I'm going to come up with a new segment for you guys uh, describing basically teams going into the playoffs on the fringe teams. Uh, That's all I'm going to divulge right now. So keep that in mind uh, that there will be a new segment for you guys involving teams that are on the fringe of the playoffs or right there. So the pick is in. I am going with the Eagles minus two. I love them in this football game, especially at home. Trevor Simeon's not going to be able to get it done. Uh, and I think this is a basically a defensive game. So I'm going to go with the under of 43. Next game on the docket, the Texans are at the Titans. Uh, the Houston Texans are a mess. It's it's a mess. Tyrod Taylor came back, ended up throwing Interceptions that normally he's very careful With the football it's Houston's version Of Teddy Bridgewater pretty much the Same quarterback minus Tyrod being A little bit more mobile which he will No longer be the rest of this season Considering he had a hamstring issue Because of how mobile he was So uh, the Titans are still trying to Find their identity on the flip side they don't know what to do. The offense has not looked good the past few weeks. Now, granted, they are 8-2 and two and they're still getting wins, which is the most important part in the NFL. But as it comes and gets closer to playoff time, it's going to be a problem that their offense cannot find their identity without Derrick Henry. Now, that's one of the issues you run into when you have a player that's that polarizing and that good that you basically make them the center of your offense to the point where either uh, one of two things can happen. Either your quarterback and your skill players aren't good enough to pick up the slack, or they're just not practicing that part of the offense enough based on the fact that they know they can rely on Derrick Henry running the football and running it often. So that's definitely something you want to keep in mind, as well as the Titans defense, who's outperformed everything that you can expect from them, and and that's not to say that's the only team doing that. There's a lot of teams in the NFL right now that are outperforming uh, anything that people expected from them on the defensive side of the football. And, and earlier in the year, it was the Raiders. Uh, the Eagles are definitely on that list. Uh, the Washington football team last week against Tom Brady. Uh, the the You can even link, link the Vikings in there as well with them outperforming uh standards to to which they are held to and with a lot of people out of the of the game last week so there's a lot of teams stepping up on the defensive side of the football which is going to lead in a a little bit of premonition here there's going to be a lot of unders this week i'm not feeling a lot of the overs and, and i'm thinking defenses step up this week and these games get a lot closer than than people think so the pick is in i'm going with the texans plus 10 here I don't think that the Titans' offense is strong enough to get out to a lead and stay there, and the Texans are one of those teams where you can have a sneaky uh, backdoor cover and they can backdoor cover something where the Titans don't care that they're down by that 14 with three minutes left. They're going to let the Texans score, and then that's going to be it. So uh, I like the Texans plus 10, and I like the over. Uh, Based on the fact that there could be a backdoor cover, you never want to take an under and a backdoor cover because that just assumes that the team's going to score zero points the whole time, which I don't think is true. And I think the Texans are going to be one of those spoiler teams that shows up one random game and gives somebody the business. Next on the list, the Ravens are at the Bears. Bears. Uh, The Ravens are in a rut right now. Now, they did beat Minnesota in overtime a few weeks ago, but they've lost two out of their last three. Lamar Jackson looked awful in the game against the Miami Dolphins where they got absolutely spanked. And it looked like Lamar had the most amount of – sorry, not the most, but he had a decent amount of carries like he typically does and didn't rush for any yards. It seems like after me looking at the game, I re-watched that game because I, I literally saw the first quarter and the way it was going, and I literally did not feel like watching it. It just seemed like a boring game. So I went back on Game Pass, took a look. It just seems like there was a lot of cover zero defense coming from the Miami Dolphins, and it seemed to shut down Lamar Jackson. So as much as everybody wants to talk about people getting figured out and Mahomes getting figured out this year with his slump and Dak Prescott getting figured out in the bad games that he's had. The cover zero worked against Lamar Jackson, so let's see within the next few weeks if teams go to a more cover zero defense to shut down Lamar Jackson. However, on the flip side, Justin Fields' progression, he played well against Pittsburgh. They had a lot of bad calls in that game. That is nothing close to a surprise considering all of the things we've seen so far from the referees this season. But Justin Fields looks like he's making small baby steps towards being that quarterback that Chicago needs. They haven't had a franchise quarterback in Chicago since I don't even know when. I know it was before I was born. That's the most important part of this statement. And I'm 29 years old, so that's almost three decades of no franchise quarterbacks. They thought they had it with Cutler. It ended up a disaster and i don't even remember significant names of quarterbacks besides rex grossman who came in for one year and took him to a super bowl but i'm not i'm not huge on this game in terms of how confident i am in the over or unders now i do kind of like the over it seems like it seems like lamar jackson back to practice on uh, on friday which is today it seems like he's back to practice this is a really low number so assuming lamar plays I love the over here, but if he does not play, I don't love anything, uh, which is basically what anybody else would probably tell you, honestly, uh, because God only knows who the backup quarterback is for the Baltimore Ravens. However, the pick is in. I'm going with the Bears plus six. I think this game's a lot closer than people think, similar to the Ravens-Vikings game uh, where the, the Ravens were favored by a decent amount of points and the Vikings covered by a lot. So... I like the Bears plus six here, and like I said, if Lamar plays, I love the over uh, because I think I think the Chicago defense is a little bit overrated, and I know for a fact that the Baltimore secondary is terrible, and based on what I've seen from Justin Fields just last week, he can throw the ball downfield, and he can do it accurately, which will definitely expose the Baltimore Ravens, uh, which is why I like those picks. Next on the docket, the 49ers are at the Jaguars. Uh, San Francisco is in a bit of a dilemma. They kind of pissed away a few wins earlier in the season with bad play and with injuries, honestly. Uh, Their dynamic on offense is a bit odd. Uh, They seem like they trust Jimmy G, then they seem like they don't, then they run the ball a lot, then they don't. It, it, San Francisco needs to see, stay stay exactly where they are and where they should be. They need to run the football with that offensive line. That Kyle Shanahan runs great plays, and Jimmy G is not going to be throwing the ball outside the pocket often. So just roll him out real quick. Let him plant and throw. Uh, that, that's the way they need to string through Ws, honestly. They, they just need to get wins where they need to get them. They need to take care of business. And that, and that's that, because they're in the thick of things in the wild card in the NFC as well, uh, as are a lot of teams in the NFC. Two questions that I have to pose. Number one, what San Francisco defense are we getting in this game? Now, is it the San Francisco defense that showed up and shut down Matt Stafford with very subpar corners and a pass rush that hasn't been as successful as people expected? Or are we getting the one that gives up multiple touchdowns and multiple long drives to Colt McCoy and the Arizona Cardinals? It depends on which one shows up. I Honestly, against the Jaguars, and and they're a sneaky backdoor cover team. They did it last week in the, Colt, in the game against the Colts. I don't like this game at all in terms of picking. Obviously, I'm going to pick. Uh, but I'm not a huge fan of this game in general. Trevor Lawrence has looked awful, and it is basically a huge impression of what we can expect from Urban Meyer. Uh, the, Trevor Lawrence has never looked this bad through high school, through college. So what is the common denominator? Now, yes, his offensive line is kind of not, that kind of bad. They kind of suck uh, if, I'm, if I'm being a, a little bit more than PG, but I don't think that that, I don't think that should affect the Marvin Jones is there. LaVisca Chenault is there. They have Dan Arnold at tight end. It's not like they have no weapons. They have James Robinson. Carlos Hyde isn't good, but he's decent at running back as a backup and as a as a third down back. They don't not have any weapons. So I'm and it, it leads me to believe that the play calling is the issue. So if the play calling is the issue, it's an Urban Meyer issue. Trevor Lawrence needs to perform better, but I think he needs to do it with a different coach. So I think Urban Meyer is going to get a huge reality check in the next few weeks and he's probably like I said multiple times already going to leave the NFL after one year because he cannot handle how bad this football team is. That is literally it and it's it's honestly it's for the best because he he doesn't like it here. Trevor Lawrence's development is being halted based on his bad play calling and his scheme to be honest. You have you have one of the best players in college football history now that might be a bit of a stretch but he played well at clemson like way beyond well he was the best the best player to, it looked at in the draft since andrew luck so i i think that he deserves better than urban meyer here i, I don't know it's it, it's hard to pick but i'm gonna go with the jags plus plus seven right now it's seven it's probably gonna go up by the time we get to sunday uh, but I like the Jags plus seven here on a backdoor cover, probably similar to the Colts game uh, where they got in between six, where they were favored by – the the Colts were favored by more than six. So uh, they backdoor covered it. It was good. I like the under as well. Uh, the 49ers offense doesn't scare me. Debo's now dinged up. Debo Samuel's now dinged up. Uh, so I, maybe he doesn't do as well as he can. Uh, however, I, I don't like a huge scoring game here uh whether it's a low scoring game where the Jaguars back to our cover or the 49ers just show up and score 28 points and that's that and the the, the Jaguars score 10 I, it's not it's somewhere near that so i'm not a huge fan of that game in general but those are the picks next on the list the Green Bay Packers visit my Minnesota Vikings uh what do we make of 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 Rogers' toe Aaron Rodgers' toe has been an issue all week. He hasn't practiced. He officially hasn't practiced in like 18 days with the team. So based on the fact that he was on the COVID list, unvaccinated, he went, uh, he stayed at his house, quarantined, uh, and now the toe's been an issue. I uh, I don't know. It's It's a bit odd. It's a bit odd, nonetheless. His toe came out of that game. It was hard. It was hard to divulge what he really was was in terms of an injury status. And, and we keep hearing from Matt LaFleur that he's playing, he's playing, he's playing, but he hasn't practiced all week. Now, granted, he probably doesn't need to practice. It's Aaron Rodgers. But it seems to be a, an issue. Uh, so it needs to be something we need to look at, especially when looking at this football game in general, other than the fact that it's a big divisional game. The key to this game is going to be the Vikings' front seven on defense. A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones is not going to play this week. He has an issue with his MCL. He's going to miss this week and probably weeks in the future, uh, probably closer to two or three weeks uh, beyond just this game. However, the Vikings' defense against the run is very, very holy. And by holy, I don't mean Jesus. I mean there's holes in that defense, physically holes. Now, it's been basically kept under under wraps based on a very good linebacker play coming into the gaps, which is good, uh, but A.J. Dillon is not Aaron Jones, and A.J. Dillon is huge, and he runs with a lot of power, so we're going to have to make a lot of bad, not bad, we're going to have to make a lot of good reads on defense to plug those holes up, because they're going to try and exploit that defense. Uh the Packers are going to try to exploit that defense to be good and especially if you get Aaron Rodgers in a play action situation we we do not have the ability, the speed at cornerback or safety to keep up with Devontae Adams. We just don't. So it's it's going to be it's going to be a big game. Uh and it, and Minnesota needs to prove that they can win an important game. And this is a huge game. They need to stay in the wild card race in the NFC. It would be great to get a win against the Packers. And Kirk Cousins played great last week, but how does he do against the Packers? I want to see him perform well against the Packers. Now, the pick is in, and uh, it's hard. It's a one-point spread. It's not crazy, but uh, I got to pick with my head and not with my heart here. Uh, And I got to go with the Packers minus one. I don't think that the Vikings defense can keep up with the Packers. I just don't, and I think A.J. Dillon's going to be more of a problem than people think. I just think that's the truth, and I think the defense shows up, but they show up just not enough to get the loss, which is why I'm going with the under of 47.5. I think this is a 21-17 game. Either way, I I will be happy if the Vikings pull out a victory and I lose this pick. Uh, It's not going in the parlay, so I would never do that to myself, but I don't think the Vikings get within one, and I don't think they win the game. So, honestly, I'm hoping for a win as a fan, uh, but my football IQ in me says that I need to take the Packers minus one and the under of 47.5. Next on the list, the Indianapolis Colts are at the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are probably feeling some heat from New England. New England big win last night. On Thursday Night Football, completely shutting out the Falcons, 25-0. We did go two for four on the Thursday Night Football best bets. We lost the Matt Ryan touchdown passes since they had zero points, the over. Uh, We also lost Hunter Henry on the over of receiving yards. Uh, But we did hit on the under of 47. uh, And we also hit on under Mac Jones' completions of 23.5 because he only had 22. So two for four ain't bad uh, for the Thursday Night Football picks, but... Uh, the, the, the You've got to be feeling heat if you're an AFC team with this New England Patriots team. They are giving up zero points and managing football games like it's 1985. It's unbelievable what we've seen from that team. It, their defense is playing amazing right now. And that's another one of these teams where at the beginning of the year, you didn't really expect much from the defense. They, they, they lost a lot of players. They lost Stefan Gilmore. Uh, but they had a lot of people from the COVID list—not the COVID list, but COVID opt-outs from last season—come back. They picked up Matt Judon. They had a few players they picked up in the draft to play on defense that were going to be immediate impact players, which nobody really expected. Uh, but the Bills are got to be feeling heat, and they still have to play the Patriots twice. So this is a—the Bills need to keep pace here because you can expect a big run from New England, especially if they consider to pl- consider. Um, playing the way they are playing right now and at this moment and for the past month. Uh, but the the Colts are, on the flip side, are kind of similarly in the same situation. Uh, the Titans have started to try and pull away. They've already lost to the Titans twice, which means they are basically down to a a long shot division is less than 5% chance, if you would ask me. So they're definitely trying to keep pace in that wild card uh, in the AFC uh, sitting at five and five, uh, but they gotta play good against good teams and, and it's hard to do sometimes. Uh, Vikings got a big win last week against a good team in the Chargers, but they the Vikings have been losing to good teams and beating bad teams. and you can't do that if you expect to make a playoff push or even get to the playoffs. So uh, they both need both teams in this game need to play true or stay true to their strengths. The Indianapolis Colts need to run the football and run it a lot because they're good at at the zone running scheme. They're good at making those blocks and Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in the league as of right now based on the fact that he's tied with Derrick Henry who will play no snaps the rest of the season. Jonathan Taylor is by far the best running back right now. Now, is he the with the highest does he have the highest skill set? No. But he is the best running back right now and they need to stick with the run and stick with it often because Carson Wentz doesn't need to get into games where he's thrown for fi- thrown 50 times a game uh and they're not the Bills so on the flip side the Bills need to s- need to run the ball to stay honest uh but they need to get their their passing game going and going quickly so you're going to see two solid defenses try and deal with the strengths of the opponent and that's going to determine who wins this football game. Now, based on the fact that I like both of their defenses, and I think that the Colts realized last week that they can't let the Jaguars sit around and they can't make really crazy, stupid calls on offense, I think this game's a lot closer. Uh, And if I think it's close, I'm going with plus the points. So I'm going to take the Colts plus seven, and I'm going to take the under of 49.5 I I just love this being a, a defensive, low-scoring game compared to what these teams are used to. Uh, and the best team wins in terms of their strength and how they perform. Next on the list, the Dolphins are at the Jets. This is the Miami show-off game. The Jets are starting Joe Flacco in this game. Joe Flacco is not a starting quarterback in the NFL anymore. He was at one point. He is not right now. Mike White has one bad game, they pull him. That looks bad on Robert Sala, the head coach of the New York Jets. He had one bad game. He had one good game, and you left him in. He had one bad game, you pull him? I- I'm confused. And and what is going on with Zach Wilson? Are they going gonna- is- to – is he a bust? Is he actually a bust? I listened to 5,000 people during the draft process talk about Zach Wilson being a bust, and I honestly believed in him coming into this season. And seeing what I saw from him in the preseason, what I saw from him uh, on some of the training camp tapes I watched during the offseason, but uh, he might actually be a bust. We'll see. He performed very badly healthy, and now he's dinged up, and we don't know when he's going to return. So we'll see what happens. It would be very hard to believe uh, if, if the Jets tried to get rid of Zach Wilson this early in his career. So we'll see what happens with that. I don't know. I don't know what to expect in terms of how Joe Flacco is going to play. I've seen him in a backup role for a few years now, and it does not look good, uh, which is going to basically define the way I'm going to read this football game and the way I'm going to take these picks. Uh, but expect a big number in fantasy from Jalen Waddle. I think I left him off of our fantasy likes this week, uh, but I love him in this spot. The Jets' secondary is atrocious. Uh, the Miami offensive line good enough, and regardless of what QB is in there, I don't think the Jets have anyone to cover Jalen Waddle. So expect a lot of PPR points from Jalen Waddle, and hopefully he gets into the tu- into the end zone for two for one or two touchdowns this week. So the pick is in, and I'm pretty confident in this. Uh, I'm going with the Dolphins minus three and a half here. I don't see the Jets getting anywhere near this with Joe Flacco unless they leave him in. For three plays, he throws two interceptions, and then they bring in Mike White. Even so, I still like the Dolphins. Uh, and I like the over of 44-and-a-half. Both defenses have underperformed, uh, both at different levels, uh, but they still nonetheless have underperformed. Uh, so I love the over of 44-and-a-half. Next on the list, the Washington football team at the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Ron Rivera versus Cam Newton. Uh, Ron Rivera was Cam Newton's head coach in Carolina. He knows a lot about him. Uh, Cam Newton is trying to prove that he's still a good quarterback in this league, even though everybody is overhyping him uh, after being in the game for six plays and having two touchdowns. Uh, the overhype for Cam Newton right now is unreal. People people at work, people online, uh, some of my friends from college, it's, it's ridiculous. These people that are coming out, Cam Newton, uh, you might win the MVP. No, he's not. Stop it. We'll see what Cam Newton looks like when he's a starting quarterback in the league, which is going to be this Sunday. And the Washington football team are coming off of a game where they gave up 19 points to Tom Brady. So I don't expect much from Cam. If people are going out there picking up Cam in fantasy leagues, you guys are insane. I would never do that. I don't even care if I don't have a quarterback on the roster. I'm not going out and picking up Cam Newton off waivers in my fantasy leagues. Not happening. However, we do need to discuss the inconsistencies. So the Washington football team's defense, which one are we getting? Are we getting the one that gives up 30-plus points for five games straight, or are we getting the one that played against Tom Brady last week? Uh, uh, my, your best guess is my best guess. I think they learned uh, the motivation to play for a, for a fallen soldier is something that you need to take a look at in the NFL, hence your best, your best pass rusher. Tears his ACL. Everybody else plays to a higher level. It happened in Minnesota multiple times, honestly. It's happened on other teams where your best pass rusher is out, yet your defense still performs at the same level, if not a better level. So let's keep an eye on that. I think the Washington football team shows up. There's going to be a lot of checkdowns in this game, not a lot of passes down the field. But I think it probably works because the defenses both do have holes. Uh, even though the, the the Carolina defense has been spoken highly of, they do have holes. So keep it away from Stephon Gilmore and you'll probably be okay. So the pick is in. I'm going with the Washington football team plus three. I believe in them to get the win this week. Not only that, but I need them to get the win this week based on the Panthers being Uh, atop that NFC wild card race. So uh, as a Vikings fan, you know I need to root for that. But I honestly do believe in the Washington football team and the weapons that they have at their disposal. As long as Taylor Heineke plays decent, they should cover the three points. And I'm going to go with the over. I have no idea why I'm going with the over, though. I'm feeling it. I got that feeling, and I'm going with the over of 43. Next on the list, the Lions are at the Browns. Let's go Dan Campbell get this win upset alert upset alert upset alert upset alert uh, maybe then eh, maybe I, I like the upset here I I love the points and if you're gonna give me free points I'm gonna take them uh, I'm not taking the Lions money line in this game but uh, the Browns are struggling with consistency everywhere on offense with they don't know if Baker Mayfield's still alive and on defense where they give up 45 points to Mac Jones so they're struggling everywhere Baker's health is a problem I don't know what to expect from from the Cleveland Browns uh, moving forward. Based on Baker's injuries and, and all the inconsistency, it's very hard to get any sort of, of good idea of how they are going to play week to week. Uh, but I'm going with the Lions plus 12.5. 12.5 a is a lot of points. Uh, and they were very competitive against a good Pittsburgh Steelers team with a very good defense. So the Lions defense on top of... Uh, I think Jared Goff is playing for his life right now, so I don't know if he's ever going to be able to play to a standard where he's respected in Detroit, but he can at least do it for a week. So I'm believing that this week is that week. So I'm going to go with the Lions plus half. and I'm going to go with the over of 43. I think regardless of how this game shapes out, I think it's going to be higher scoring than people think. Next on the list, the Bengals are at the Raiders. Uh, Cincinnati is in a bit of a slump right now. Are they going to turn it around? Uh, two losses and then a bye. Big week for them in terms of a ment- of a mental strength moving forward for the rest of the season. And-, and the same can be said about Las Vegas. The Raiders have been doing the similar thing. They got absolutely blown out against the Chiefs. The defense had looked decent or decent enough. The offense looked decent or decent enough. I know that the Raiders have gone through a lot this season with the John Gruden issue, with the Henry Ruggs issue, with the Damon Arnett issue. But at some point, you can no longer use excuses uh, and and the fact that their head coach has never been a head coach. But the excuses need to stop at some point, and they need to realize that they're in a game that is very important because they're in one of the most competitive divisions in the league this year. Uh, So uh, they need to figure it out, and there's one person that can step up and make this a really good game, and that's Darren Waller. He's had decent stats. He's been dinged up this year. He's kind of flown under the radar in terms of coverage in the media, coverage in the sports world, on podcasts, on TV shows. Uh, It seems like Darren Waller has been forgotten. If anybody doesn't remember, he was the number two ranked tight end going into fantasy drafts this year. Be In front of George Kittle. So it's very interesting. It's very interesting as to what we're going to see from that Raiders offense, considering how bad they looked against Kansas City. Uh, But both the defenses need to step up, and they played subpar the last few weeks, and we'll see what we get from these defenses. So the pick is in. I'm going with the Bengals minus one and a half. I think that they win by at least a field goal. I really like the, the Bengals bouncing back here. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Joe Mixon with a little bit of help from the backfield. It's going to be good. Uh, but the defenses will step up and step up more than they have the last few weeks. So I'm going to go with the under of 50. Cow. Uh, the next on the list is the Cowboys are at the Chiefs. Uh, America's game of the week. But why is Kansas City favored in this game? I am so confused right now. I am so confused as to how Kansas City is favored in this football game. They had a decent game, a very good breakout game against the Raiders last week. But before that, the offense has struggled for multiple weeks, close to a month. So I know that Amari Cooper's been ruled out. He's been placed on the COVID list. That happened yesterday yesterday evening. But I don't really understand why... The the Chiefs are a fa- favorite. I don't, I don't really understand it, but the one thing I do want to keep, keep an eye on in this game for sure is the Cowboys' pass rush versus the Kansas City offensive line. That's going to determine whether or not Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to put up points or he's going to revert back to his slumpish ways. That's basically going to determine it. Uh, and the Kansas City defense, similar to uh, the Titans' defense where nobody expected much from them, yet they've been playing well, Are they going to actually be able – are they going to actually be able to hold Dak? Now, CeeDee Lamb's still there. The the, the Cowboys are deep at wide receiver. So, Michael Gallup has returned. So, they are deep at wide receiver. So, I love them. In this football game uh, Why the pick is in And I love the Cowboys plus two and a half here If you're going to give me the Cowboys plus anything Against Kansas City uh, I'm I'm rooting for Patrick Mahomes And I love him And I love the Kansas City Chiefs uh, But the Cowboys are going to win this football game And and if you're going to give me them plus points I'm going to take it all day So the Cowboys plus two and a half And I'm going to take the under of 56 and a half I think the defense has played good enough To hold this under that total uh, But it's going to get close to it I'll tell you that Next on the list, the Cardinals are at the Seahawks. Kyler Murray, game-time decision for the third week in a row with the ankle. We'll see what he looks like in pregame warm-ups. Uh, if he looks decent enough, he'll give it a go. Uh, so take these picks that I give you with a grain of salt because I am assuming that Kyler does not play with these picks. He's been a game-time decision three weeks in a row. Uh, the first two, no. Said that he's making progress but needs to do everything he can to protect himself and run the offense which is very important considering he's a, mob, a somewhat mobile quarterback. Uh, so I I don't know. I don't think Kyler plays. I think they hold him out uh, just because they have a lead in the division. They have an ability to play uh, another quarterback who will get them at least through the football game, hopefully, because McCoy, uh, Cole McCoy got injured in that game last week. But uh, – Listen, I'm not I think Russell Wilson comes out for blood in this game. He looked terrible against the Packers. He he needs to turn this around because he's the only reason that team is still relevant. Their defense is underperformed. DK Metcalf is a problem on and off the field, as well as anything they got from Geno Smith. The running backs have have been subpar. Uh, Jamal Adams is still running his mouth like he typically does. So, uh, Russell Wilson's the only the only thing that literally is worth anything on that team right now in terms of chemistry. Uh but the key to to Seattle taking advantage of the of Arizona uh listen, Seattle needs to run the football because the Arizona run defense is bad. And by bad I mean close to the Chargers who are the worst in the league. They need to run the football, they need to do it, they need to figure it out because that's going to be a huge Plus for them in this football game, Alex Collins getting the start. Chris Carson still dinged up. He's probably going to miss at least another week, if not more. It feels like he's been out all season. But Alex Collins, good start in fantasy this week. I took another look at it, so I apologize for not putting him also on the likes list uh, on the midweek podcast for fantasy football. But I love Alex Collins as well uh, this week, as well as what Russell Wilson can do off that play action. So I love him. Uh, so the pick is in. I'm going with the Seahawks plus two here. They probably win the game outright. These games are always close, especially in the NFC West. It's always a close game. I, I, even if Kyler plays, he's not 100%. You know that he's not. Uh, there is a lot of things that I read last season about players and, and what is expected of them when they're cleared to play. Uh, if they said it's typically doubled based on what is told via the media to the us the fans, so if you're out four to six weeks for you to be 100, percent it's going to be closer to eight to 12 weeks. Uh, and multiple people said that, so I I usually use that as a a, a word of phrase uh, to describe how I feel about injuries and whether players are going to make an impact or not. So I love Seattle plus two here, and I love the under. I I just don't I don't think. That this, I think this game's inflated in terms of the over under. Uh, so I'm gonna go with the under of 47 and a half. I think the game's lower scoring than than people think, uh, only because typically when these teams play, it's a typically a low scoring game or a lower scoring game than people expect. So that's why I'm going with the under. Next, we get to Sunday night football. The Steelers are at the Chargers. Uh, let's see how the defenses play, uh, because the offenses are a bit of a question mark right now for different reasons. Uh, Big Ben right now still in COVID, still in the COVID protocol, has not cleared to play yet, yet. People are expecting him to play via the media, uh, and Justin Herbert's been slumping. So the offenses are going to struggle, especially to start. This, the, the Chargers defense, as much as people like to poo-poo them, uh, they looked pretty decent last week, especially against the run, uh, which is weird considering they're the worst graded team on PFF against the run. Uh, they looked pretty decent against Dalvin Cook last week. So uh, Najee Harris expected to have a huge game this week based on the fact that they are they are the worst against the run. But uh, without Big Ben, Mason Rudolph is horrible. Uh, I went on my soapbox last week about how Dwayne Askins should get a shot uh, because he's playing for a different team. It's a different player. Uh, you know what you get with Rudolph, so why would you put him in there? You know he's not going to be what you need. Uh, right now you have Big Ben who you're paying 100 not hundreds, but paying tens of millions of dollars to, and you know that he's not what you need. Dwayne Haskins could be in that offense. Give him a little bit of help. Give him a scheme that he's comfortable with and see what he is. Uh, Cause he could be as good as uh, let's say just the change of team makes him uh, better than Justin Fields. It's very possible. It's very possible that that's the situation. So I, uh, Listen, this is almost a slam dunk in my head. Now, with Mason Rudolph starting, I'm a bit more scared about this pick. Uh, I would probably feel better with Dwayne Haskins starting. But I think Najee Harris does enough to get them in a groove to the point where they score more points than they did last week. 16 against the Lions with Mason Rudolph. Uh, So, the pick is in. I'm going with the Steelers plus five and a half. I think this is a slam dunk. Now, I think the Steelers defense is going to be a huge problem for Justin Herbert, who is currently slumping, Uh, and with Keenan Allen nicked up, the knee was an issue, even though he played last week, you could tell kind of uh, on some of these routes that he's open on that he's gingerly trying to get to the sideline, he's not at 100%, Mike Williams literally almost non-existent last week against the Vikings, Steelers defense is way better than the Vikings defense, especially in the back end, but... Uh, Steelers plus five and a half is a slam dunk, and I'm going with the under of 46 and a half. Steelers never, never allow a lot. Uh, they gave up 27 to the Bears uh, a few weeks ago, uh, but they only gave up 16 to the Lions. They don't give up much, especially on the defensive side of the football. And with the slumping Chargers, I don't expect this game to get to that number of 46 and a half. And finally, the Monday Night Football game, the Giants are at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If you guys remember to last season, uh, the Buccaneers came to New York uh, and almost lost that football game. Very close game. Um, but for the one millionth time, and this is a complete exaggeration, but for the one millionth time, Saquon Barkley may return from an injury uh, to his one of his legs, which has bis- been basically his faux pas for ever since he was drafted out of Penn State uh, he's been hurt a lot it's a problem and the Giants are going to have a big decision to make now is it all his fault no of course not injuries are a part of the game but you cannot continuously, continuously go year by year drafting a player that was supposed to change your offense and he can't because he's injured I've seen it a million times it's happened four million times in the league since I was born even since the late 90s, it's been happening. It's a problem. It's a problem for typically the same teams. It, it, it doesn't really happen in, in in some places, and it happens a lot more in others. It's very hit or miss. And some people's bodies are not as strong as others when it comes to how much they try to make cuts, how how much they uh, work out, how much they train, how much they condition. And some people are just born with bad legs. It's just It's just a, a way of life. Either you have it or you don't. So Tom, enough on the soapbox about Saquon. I'm pretty pissed about it. But Tom Brady's got to be fuming right now. He just lost to the Washington football team, and his press conference looked like he wanted to rip people's heads off, which means Tom Brady's probably going to come out with a vengeance. Uh, Not only that, but their defense is getting blamed for a lot as well, so expect their defense to come out hot as well. Uh, But you, you can't solve their secondary issues. You can't. Now, we're in a a game, I remember I described this game almost similarly because I know it was a few weeks ago where Tampa Bay was playing Chicago. Can Justin Fields have enough time to get rid of the football before the pass rush gets there? The Giants are in the same situation. Daniel Jones, subpar quarterback right now uh, based on statistics and based on overall skill in the league. Offensive line, terrible, similar to the Bears. But their secondary is absolute garbage. Their secondary hurts, still dinged up. A lot of people on IR. Richard Sherman's out again. It's a disaster in the secondary for for the Tampa Bay Bucs. And the Washington football team were able to exploit it. Now, I don't know how much you guys like Washington over the New York Giants, but it's pretty damn close. In terms of overall team statistics, it's pretty damn close. Uh, And I think Daniel Jones could probably throw the ball a little bit better than Justin Fields based on what I've seen so far from Justin Fields. Now, Daniel Jones has a little bit more experience, uh, but I like how he throws the ball down the field when the plays develop, and it's hard to see that with a very bad offensive line. So, uh, the the Giants just need to play like the Washington Football Team did, and their defense is able to do that. We just haven't seen it that much. They played the their defense played well against the Chiefs. They played well against the Raiders. Let's see if they play well against Tampa Bay. We'll see. But I love this these two picks, both of them, one more than another, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but my pick is, is the Giants plus 10.5. It is a struggle when you are picking Tampa Bay for them to cover. Tampa Bay is not one of those teams that covers, similar to the Pittsburgh Steelers and similar to the Minnesota Vikings, who never cover when they're favorites. Now, Pittsburgh never covers ever, but the Vikings never cover when they're favorites. Now, Tampa Bay was favored by 9 last week and lost by 10. So I'm hoping for a similar result and in a lower scoring game. So that is why I am loving the under of 49 and a half. This is going to be a 23 to 17 game. I, I, I don't see this getting anywhere near anything close to 50 points. I, I just don't. And And it's going to go one of two ways. Either it's a low scoring game and it's close or Tampa Bay destroys them and they come out flat and they never recover. Uh, based on the offensive line play in general for the Giants that are going to give up multiple sacks, so that is all of the games. The ek parlay right now going to be revealed for this week. Uh, going like I said with a six legger instead of a five legger, fifty uh, to one odds. A little bit over actually if you take them right now, fifty to one odds. So you bet five, you get two fifty. I'm hoping for a big win. Uh, Big win this week for not only me, but for all of you out there that take my advice in terms of picks. So here we go. First leg of the parlay, the Dolphins minus three and a half. The Jets are a joke. Uh, And starting Joe Flacco means that they're basically not trying. Uh, Joe Flacco doesn't give you anything that Mike White wouldn't give you. Uh, Yes, he had four picks in the last game, but guess what? Uh, Joe Flacco's not a good starting quarterback. He's not a starting quarterback in this league anymore. And basically the only thing that's going well for the Jets right now is their rookie running back, Michael Carter. Uh, so I'm going to take the Dolphins minus three and a half, uh, and I think they're going to win by a decent amount with Jalen Waddell's big game this week, or a big game that I'm projecting. Second leg of the parlay, the Steelers plus five and a half. We just went over it. I, I, I don't like... The, the way the chargers look right now on offense and on defense. And and they the Steelers play very well in primetime, especially the last few years under Tomlin. Uh, better coaching, more experienced coaching in Pittsburgh, uh, which is why I got to take them plus five and a half. Third leg of the parway, the Giants and the Bucks under a 49 and a half. I told you I loved it 25 seconds ago. I I don't think this game gets anywhere close. The two options that I think happen in this game are both Good for me in terms of the under, uh, which is why I love the under of 49 and a half for the Bucks Giants. Fourth leg of the parlay. I said how much I love the Cowboys this week. I don't even know why Kansas City is favored in this football game uh, based on not only the offense of the Cowboys, but the defense of the Cowboys as well. Uh, so i'm gonna go with the cowboys plus two and a half here i i love this I, I think the cowboys win the game straight up so if i think the team's gonna win straight up and you're gonna give me points on top of it i'm hella gonna take that fifth leg of the parlay this one is probably the most risky but i believe in dan campbell the lions plus 12 and a half in cleveland the Cleveland Browns look like they are in a whirlwind in terms of not only dealing with all the injuries, but also the injury to their leader Baker Mayfield. Nick Chubb on the COVID list, probably going to make his return this week. I just think that the the Lions' fight is enough to get them to cover twelve and a half. Now, don't get me don't get me twisted. I'm not taking the Lions' money line here, and that's ballsy. Although it is four and a half to one just for their money line, uh, which would have made this parlay probably closer to a hundred to one, but. I, I don't believe that the Lions get the win, but I believe their fight is still there. It's going to be it's gonna end soon if they don't get a win. Now, the, the, the fight is going to end soon. You can't play all season, lose a lot of games at the end, uh, have a lot of fight and be losing games, and continuously have that fight. Uh, but I think their fight comes out in this game, and I think Dan Campbell's going to get them close to where they have a shot to win it. Now, I, like I said, I don't believe in the money line. Uh, I'm going to take the 12 and a half, obviously, but... I, I Listen, if they lose by 10, I still win, so why not? Also, the last leg of the parlay, the sixth leg, the Ravens-Bears-Over of 44.5. Listen... Lamar Jackson doesn't play, I'm toast. And I already placed this bet via DraftKings. It looks like Lamar is going to play. He missed Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday with an illness that is not COVID. But he returned to practice on Friday. Didn't seem like there was any issues. Seemed like he had a stomach bug. If that's the case, the fact that the defensive backs for the Ravens are so bad and give up so many big plays, and the fact that the Ravens are trying to come off are coming off a loss to the Miami Dolphins, where they only scored 10 points. I think the Ravens come out and come out hard. And I think the Bears give it back to them. So this is probably one of the higher scoring games this week, which is why I think 44 and a half is way too low. Uh, which is why I love the over of 44 and a half. Real quick synopsis, just to run through them real quick. Uh the EK Parlay, all six legs. Dolphins minus three and a half. Steelers plus five and a half. Giants bucks under a 49 and a half the Cowboys plus two and a half the Lions plus 12 and a half and the Ravens Bears over a 44 and a half like I said 50 to one odds throw three bucks on it you win 150 throw five bucks on it win 250 it looks like some solid picks I'm hoping to get a victory the parlays haven't gone well lately so I'm due uh, for a good EK parlay hit and I'm gonna use the the wonderful words of Emmanuel Kedain and say, yo, we got to hit this. Let's go. Let's hit it. We're going to get it. I appreciate all you guys listening. Thank you so much. Uh, I cannot thank you enough. And I appreciate all the listens out there. Uh, like I said, the podcast and the new Twitter account will be in the info of this podcast, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts in the info below, in the info below, I'll put the at down there, uh, I'll put the, the link down there, what have you. Uh, tweet at me, uh, like like my posts, whatever uh, say you want to say, ask, feedback, anything that you want in terms of the podcast, uh, trying to make podcasts obviously as good as it can be. So I appreciate if you could do that. I'll also put it in my Facebook post that I'm going to post right after I wrap up this episode recording. So uh, anybody who listens or sorry, anybody who reads my Facebook posts or as a friend with friends with me on Facebook. I'll have it on there as well. Thank you so much for all the listeners out there, new listeners, old listeners, uh, anybody on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you are listening to the podcast. Once again, thank you so much. Good luck to all of your favorite football teams this week. Everybody have a nice, relaxing weekend. Stay safe. Stay away from sicknesses, stay away from everything negative because there's enough negativity in the world uh, and we don't need anything else. So until the recap episode after week 11, later.